Welcome to the Inspired Women Podcast. I am your host, women's empowerment coach and motivational speaker, Megan Hall. And on this podcast, I'm going to connect you with inspirational women who will share their real stories. And we're going to chat about topics relevant to women today. I'd love to continue to support you on your life's journey. Please join us in the Inspired Women community on Facebook. Thank you for tuning in today and enjoy the show. Hey guys, today I'm here with Renee. Renee is a 50 to 70 year old transgender woman who started her transition 13 years ago. She is divorced and has been working in the tree service industry for 37 years. So Renee, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Could you share with us a little bit about when was the point in time where you realized you might be a little different than what you were born as? I think I kind of realized that throughout my whole life. Um, but I was afraid of it, and so I would try to run from it and um, do a lot of masculine things, such as climb trees and cut trees and logging and uh, things like that. And um, and then the feelings would kind of come and go. I would be able to stuff them down. And uh, But as I got older, um, they started surfacing, and they just wouldn't go away. And no matter what I did, they wouldn't go away. And so finally, I thought, well, I need to deal with this and talk to somebody and uh, find out what I, I thought it was like a demon in me. I was or evil, you know, it was bad. And uh, I was I was terrified, really. And um, but then I found out it wasn't so bad and I wasn't a demon and I didn't wasn't a bad person. I was just different. And um, I needed to find out where that different lied. And so I. I met with a therapist, Noreen, and she's kind of the person who put the key in the box and opened the door and said, you know, you can be free. And uh, I really discovered that I was doing more damage by not being who I was than by being who I am now. Yeah. So share with us a little bit, what were these feelings that were coming up? You mentioned you had these feelings that kept coming up and you, you weren't sure what that meant, but what, what were these kind of feelings? Well, I'd, I'd have a lot of feminine feelings, you know. Uh, when I'd be looking at clothing, I would tend to want to look at some women's clothing and stuff and think about buying women's clothing or see a dress and think I would look, you know, that was pretty and I wouldn't mind wearing that. And then I'd be, you know, thinking that that was bad and I shouldn't be thinking like that and um, that kind of stuff. So what made you think was bad? Were you brought up to feel, to feel that way or was it the people around you? Cause you said you felt like you were, you had a demon inside of you. Where did that come from? Well, I think initially I just thought I was bad. Um, I can remember as a small child, uh, I guess I must've got caught wearing my sister's clothing. Um, and my grandpa, I lived with my grandparents for quite a while and my grandfather had a talk with me about how I was a boy and she was a girl and I needed to act like a boy and um and uh, and I don't remember all the details of that conversation but I remember that and then um so whenever those feelings would come up I would feel ugly inside and um almost felt like I, I you know I should be punished for having those kind of feelings and um so I think I inflicted a lot of self-punishment on myself and probably on others in my relationships that broke apart. Um, so when I got involved early on in uh, alcohol and drugs and trying to run from myself. And um, and as I got older, I didn't want to drink anymore and do drugs. I just 
started drifting away from that. And then my, um, then in my marriage, uh, I just did the feelings just started getting stronger. I'd go to the closet to get dressed for work and I would see her side of the closet and my side of the closet. And, um, so then I, I just said I needed to talk to somebody and, um, and some of it was a religious views. I wasn't brought up so much in a church, but I went to church in my early life. And, you know, and I wanted to, I wanted God to be pleased with me. I was trying to figure out how to do that. And, um, didn't think this being transgender, well, I didn't even know what transgender was. I didn't even know what it meant. And, um, I just felt like these feelings weren't what God wanted me to have. I was supposed to be a man and not, not, a, not a woman. And, um, then 13 years ago, I told my wife about it. Um, we sought out some counseling and we did that. And, um, and then, um, once I seen some uh, photos of before and after transition of, uh, from men to women, it was like all the bells went off in my head. It was like that I could go from this to that. And, um, and that's when I got a divorce, uh, promptly, uh, <laughs> She wanted a divorce, and um, so we did. And then um, I pretty much left her with everything, I guess, is my penitent for being like I was. And then I just went off uh, traveling and working in the tree industry, proving myself as a trans woman that I could make it in the industry. Um, my wife had told me I would never make it as a trans person in the tree industry, um, too masculine of a industry. And I found that wasn't true. I had some rough roads uh, along the way, um, you know, but I worked harder than anybody. I, I made sure that I worked harder than anybody on the crew. I gave it everything I had and then some, and um, so nobody could say that I wasn't doing my job. And then people just slowly won over, and they realized that, wow, Renee is not some freak. She just, you know, they didn't understand the trans part, but... Uh, they found that I was a good person and I was a hard worker and I was honest and did my job. And I think uh, in that respect, I've changed a lot of people's views on transgender and gay, the LGBTQ community altogether. So hopefully I did some. Yeah. So your wife um, didn't accept the new you. Is no. that why you guys got a divorce? Yeah. She didn't like it at all. Yeah. That could be really hard. Yeah, yeah, well, I don't blame her, you know, um, and she had her own issues, uh, so, you know, and she, yeah, we just had to part ways, and um, and that's okay. I think a lot of times we get so caught up in these labels, right? Like, you know, I've thought about, like, what if my husband came out that he was transgender? How would I react to that? And I had to think, like, do I love him because he's a man, or do I love him because of the person he is, you know? And, um, I think, you know, I've thought about it and I was like, I, I love him for, for who he is, the person the you know, his kind heart and the kind of person he is. So, I mean, not that he's ever shown any signs that he might be transgender, right. but because exactly. these, these things come up where you, you have to like, ask yourself, like, what is it about this person that I love? Is it, you know, and I think we get caught up in these labels of straight, gay, bi, like man, woman, instead of being like. I'm a person that I just love people for who they are. You know what I mean? Um, yep. So that I guess for me, it's a little different when I think about this. I can't really understand that. 
But I mean, I'm glad that you could understand where she was coming from. And I hope that you guys were able to part on decent terms. Do you talk anymore? Uh, well, we were working together. I came back out to San Diego two and a half years ago. And for the last year, I've been, we had a tree service company here and um, she, she kept that and, uh, and it was struggling. It's still struggling. And she uh, asked me to work with her and I did for the last year, but it's, it's not working. Um, there's, uh, there's some bitterness there, I think. And um, yeah. so um, what I'm doing is I have to go in and have a surgery on my knee to have my ACL replaced. And then um, I have my contractor's license and stuff. And I think, that I'm going to um, begin to develop on my own, um, start trying to build my own work. I don't know how that's going to go, but, and I got another company that's been hiring me to do some work for them. Um, and they accept me just the way I am. And um, as a matter of fact, they were calling me dude when I first hired on, cause they just assumed that you would be a guy. Yeah. And I mean, I would wear, you know, I don't know. I'm, very overly masculine and you know and I have breasts and stuff now and I know they were giving me some looks and then the dad <laughs> the guy the owner of the company I he was talking to me I said you know Renee is she and he goes you know I know that I know that he goes but I just never had a woman work in the tree industry before and he goes and we need more of you and uh, and then he friended me on Facebook and so he I think he he knows what Renee is and um I don't know he comments on my post and um uh, seems to like me. So, um, I just, I don't know. I'm believing in faith that I'm going to put one foot forward and, um, and just keep going. I was hoped that there would be some healing in my family, that my wife and I, my ex might, might be able to become like sisters or at least, you know, good friends and build, build something together for our children. Um, but that, that's just not going to happen. And, um, she, I think she resents who I am. Yeah. Um, so, um, and there were some things that happened in the divorce, not because of me being transgendered that, um, I have a little trouble with her on and, yeah. um, some stuff happened. I don't need to go into all of that. But. So how have your children, um, been since you started your transition? Well, I have six children. Wow. From three different, from three different relationships. Um, my first wife. Uh, when my two sons went to her and said that uh, dad is transgendered, um, she wasn't surprised. Wow. Um, she knew me in high school when people were teasing me and saying that I was gay because I had a lot of feminine stuff coming out. And, uh, and that, was, that was in high school is when I made the decision that I needed to shove this stuff down and not let it see the light of day because the price was too high. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but she wasn't surprised, but my sons do not like it. Um, and my oldest daughter, um, she, I don't know, she's mad at me. I don't know, maybe I wasn't always the parent she thought I should have been. And then she has religious views about me being transgendered. Um, then I have a one daughter that was given up for adoption, so, and I don't see her. Um, and then my two youngest kids, um, 
my youngest daughter, she told me the other day that uh, she goes, you know, I've known you almost as long as, as Renee as I did Roger. Yeah. And she goes, um, I love Renee a lot better. She oh, goes, that's Renee, so great. Renee, a lot better person. You're, you're, you're not, you're not scary no more. You're not gruff. You're, you know, you're, you're much more pleasant to be around. And my youngest son, yeah, I think he's okay with it. We're struggling in some things in our relationship and, and um, some of that stuff that I need to work on to make sure that um, I'm communicating with him better. And I think some animosity about his mom came up and stuff. And so things I need to work on, but I, I think, I think I just got to give my children the space and time that they need and be consistent in loving them. Yeah. And, um, and then I think, I don't know, I think in time all things will be okay. Well, I hope so. I mean, I, as a, as somebody who, you know, has parents and I'm a parent myself, I just think like we need to accept our family members for who they are. I, I guess I have some big lofty views about that. <laughs> and, um, you know, I've even thought about what if one of my children came out and they said they were transgender or gay or anything like that. And I'm like, I would love them. Like they're my kids. You know what I mean? Like for who they are. Um, and you said that your daughter has some religious views. Have you found that a lot of people um, with religious views aren't very accepting? Um. Some, when I when I came back into Ramona here in San Diego, I went to, um, uh, we used to go to Mountain View Community Church, and um, my older daughter, uh, she doesn't live around here now, but she, she has friends, you know, and we had friends that went there, and she wanted me to go there, so I got a hold of one of the men that I knew there that had home fellowships, and, um, and I asked him if I could attend their home fellowship. And he knows I was transgendered. And he said, well, yes, everybody's welcome. And then um, I went uh, like three times. And then uh, usually I was coming in right from working. So I'd be kind of sawdust on me and look, you know. Um, but then one evening I had a chance to come home and shower and change. And I wore a skirt. And um, then the following day they called me into the pastor's office for an emergency meeting. and. Um, um, kicked me out, um, and uh, didn't didn't want me part. Of, they didn't want people like me as part of their church. If I was willing to adhere to a dress code, you know, and um, they were against what I was going through, and so, uh, so I, I gave them a few choice words and <laughs> uh, got up and left. And um, but then I. Um, had gone to uh, St. Mary's Episcopal Church here in Ramona, and they um, they were outstanding. And then um, I met a lady there that had two trans children, um, and then there was some gay people there, and um, and they just they just pulled me right in, and so, you know, and they've been wonderful. They've just been wonderful uh, people to me. Um, and I'm really grateful. It's a little church, but it's some people with good hearts and hardworking people. And um, so, you know, and then I, um, I thought about the other church. Um, you know, I think a lot of the churches are afraid. Yeah. Of it, and they probably wrestle with it just like I did. 
you know, and is this right before God, you know, and whether meth is right, I don't know, you know, probably not, but the, um, the thing that I can try to do now in the future is, um, try to give them the love that I wish they would have given me. That's, that's and, great. Um, and then show them that see, I'm not some freak. Um, I'm just me, just who I am. Um, and that's all, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm not out, you know, doing a bunch of bad stuff. I'm a hardworking, honest person and trying to live my life. And You just happen peace. to be transgender. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yep. Well, yep. And I, I thought about that over and over again, just even the other day, because every so often I challenge myself, you know, because I'm like, cause my dad does not accept it at all. And he, he, uh, he loves me, but he won't accept it. And I was thinking to myself, I should, you know, I should just not be this way, you know, and then I, and then the more I thought about it, I go, yeah, but I can't not be this way. I, you know, now that I, it's like I could never go back to who I was, and nor would I want to. So, yeah, I'm just learning to embrace myself. I have my surgery date scheduled for uh, next June, and I'm praying that all my insurance and stuff will come together by then. I have no clue how I'm going to pay for it. But um, I had the appointment, and, um, and I'm going to follow through and believe that it's going to happen. Yeah. And I'm so glad that you found a church that's accepting. I truly believe, like... I get really upset because Jesus loved everybody, right? Like if anybody's read the Bible, I mean, he hung out with everybody. He didn't care who you were or, you know, like he just didn't care. Um, so I just can't wrap my head around that hatred that I see sometimes um, with different religions. It, it just drives me insane. And to tell you to, to, there's a dress code. Well, you're a woman. You're we're dressed appropriately. <laughs> right. No, exactly. Yeah. So let's, yep. Uh, let's share with everybody listening a little bit about transition. We've used the word transition several times and maybe somebody listening doesn't understand what that means. So can you explain to us what the transition from a man to woman entails and, and the different well, words that go along with that? Well, one of the things I learned right off the bat early on, I started going down to the um, LGBT community center uh, in San Diego here to transgender support group. And uh, one of the first things I learned was being transgendered as in feeling like the opposite gender that you are. Uh, so for me, feeling like a woman inside wasn't a choice. Yeah. But transitioning is a choice. Okay. Um, so, um, you know, you can, you, you can choose to just accept, embrace your femininity and live with yourself, or you can, uh, you know, you can carry it to the next step. And so I was going through my divorce at the time, so I didn't do anything for a whole year. And I went to counseling and um, stuff. And then after my divorce and the year was up, I started on hormones. Um, and you know that I guess the that they begin to turn off your maleness, and um, and then you your feelings and emotions begin to change, um, and your body begins to change, um, and you start to become more feminine. You know your your body hair, your like my chest hair and stuff, and all of that, and. Um, 
pushing your male genitalia stops working. Um, <laughs> that's one of the first things that happened. So, um, and for me, that wasn't a problem. Um, I didn't want it anyhow. Yeah. So, um, and, uh, yeah, you just slowly, you know, start developing breasts and, um, Sometimes you find yourself crying over things that you didn't used to cry over. Um, and I, sometimes I think almost more than the hormones, it was um, it was like a, I don't know, maybe a, a, I don't know if spiritual is the word, but it was, I was just so relieved that I could be who I was. Mm-hmm. And and I like the transition. I like that my body is developing into a female body. And um, when I first came out and realized that I could be who I was, I used to have a, a, a sailboat when I was married. And I I took a dress from my wife's closet and I sailed out into the ocean as far as I could where nobody could see me. And I put my dress on and I stood on top of my boat screaming freedom. Uh, and then I sailed back to my back to the harbor in my dress that evening and uh, slept on the boat in my dress. And um, yeah, so for me, it was just, I think a lot of it was just the freedom to be who I was. And then to see my body begin to develop into more what seems to fit with me. Um, I just, I didn't like having a hairy body. I didn't, I didn't you know, not that I don't like men. I just, I just didn't want to yeah. be one. Right, and I just didn't want to be one, and um, and so um, I don't know if that explains. Yeah, and what I really want people to take away is uh, being transgender isn't about what you look like on the outside. Like, like you said, some people who are transgender will just embrace the femininity, but they're not going to take the hormones or have any surgeries. But then some people will have the whole enchilada, right? Like, do the hormones and have you know, top and bottom surgery and do all of that. So there's a spectrum of what people um, who are transgender will do. And none of it negates the fact that you're transgender. Like if you just decided to embrace your femininity, but you didn't do the hormones or the surgery, you're still transgender. You still feel like a woman. in my beard. <laughs> you could still like wear skirts in your beard. It would be okay, and that's what I really I want. Know, I, I know, I know a man that I'm on a transgender group with now. That he, she, I guess, has you know full beard, full everything, uh, and she does some photo shoots with dressed up, and um, you know, and she's, I don't know, she's just her. And yeah, and that's the, that's the other thing I've learned about the trans community that there is a wide spectrum of where people are. People are it's vast, you know. Um, the masculine and feminine energy that people have, um, and the different levels and degrees that they go and are, um, is huge. And you know, and. Um, I know with some of the children in our church that are young, um, especially this one, um, I won't give her name, but she, she's little and she, she's known she was a girl from right on. And, yeah. um, and when I first met her, I didn't know she wasn't a little girl. Um, I didn't, well, she is, but I didn't know she was trans. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and what the neat thing about her is she's pure. She just, pure innocence nobody told her she doesn't have no book no study no knowledge of nothing 
she just knows how she feels. Yeah. And and her parents are allowing her to develop how she feels. Yeah. And um, you know, and she's much happier as a girl than she ever was as a little boy. Um, and 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 it's just I don't know. To me, it's a joy to see her because because of her innocence and her purity. That she and you know, and for me, when I was young, I couldn't be that. I started to be like that, but then it got slammed down early on, and you know. But now, as I'm even though I'm 57, um, I get to have some of that purity too. I get to allow myself to be, just allow myself to be. And if I want to dress real feminine and pretty, I don't have to feel guilty about that. Right. Um, and if I. You know, I don't really wear men's clothes anymore at all. So, but um, even when I'm cutting trees, I dress differently than the men do. But um, so, but yeah, I don't know. I tried to feminize my tree work as best I could. Kind of, you only look so feminine on a tree job. Right. <laughs> uh, it's about cutting trees. But, you know, but my body's changing and it's becoming more feminine and, um, yeah, just embracing who I am and giving myself the freedom to be. Be Renee. Be who you are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think a lot of people don't realize because they've never felt that way where, you know, if somebody's listening and they felt that way, they know, right? But if you've never felt that way, you can't understand what it what it feels like for your insides not to match your outsides, right? For you not to be able to express what, how you really feel and who you really are. And I think that's where people really need to think about is we need to really tune in to who we are inside and how we can make our world match that. Like there's no one right answer. There's no like, this is what, how you need to be. It's 2018. We can, we can do whatever. But I can imagine when you were younger, this wasn't a thing. Like people didn't talk about openly about being transgender. It was probably more of a hush hush thing. Oh, I'm sure because I didn't ever, um, I, I remembered as a child one time, uh, one, somebody in our little town that I lived in um, was transgendered, but they didn't use the word transgendered back then. I don't even remember what they said, but, uh, but they, that person had to move away. They had to go, they had to leave the town and go away. Um, and uh, so the, to me, that was just more reaffirming evidence that I needed to just that whatever I was feeling wasn't right it wasn't it wasn't good um and I needed to make it go away and um but I couldn't in time you know my my counselor told me she goes you're killing you've reached the point she goes you have no feminine actions in you you have zero femininity in you she goes you won't display it, not even an ounce of it yeah. um she goes and it's killing you she goes, that's what's happening. You're, you're, you're coming to a road where you're either going to commit suicide or, or you're going to deal with yourself. She goes, and that's why you're in here with me right now. And, uh, she, and then I was like, well, what does that mean if I'm going to let any femininity out? What does that mean? Where's that going to go? <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know, she goes, nobody knows. Nobody knows. You just got to start accepting and embracing who you are and allow some of that feminine energy to come out and and then once I once I kind of did it just started coming it just started coming and it felt better and better and then it was like a battle inside there was Roger and there was Renee and uh 
And Renee was like, I'm coming out and, uh, and you're not stopping me. And, um, then the Roger and me had to embrace that part of Renee. And now, and now the two are meshed is one. Um, so I don't see myself as two separate there for a while. It was like two separate people living in the same body. Um, and, uh, you know, and then I had to embrace Roger who, who, uh, who I was as him and that he was only trying to protect Renee. He was only afraid for us. And then, then now they've messed Roger and Renee are just all one person now. And, um, sometimes my, uh, one of my best friends said that she could talk to me and she hears, um, she hears a little girl, a woman and a man all at the same time. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so, you know, and that's okay. Cause, uh, I guess that's who I am, you know, to some degree. And, um, but, and yeah, I'm much more okay with that now. I don't have to battle with the two separate sides. If, if uh, right. If I want to wear a dress, I wear a dress. If, um, if I don't want to wear a dress. I don't, um, what has been the most, um, what has helped you the most during this transition? Like, where have you found the most support? Hmm. Um, I think my spiritual connection to God has helped me the most. I spent a lot of my transition very alone. Um, and, uh, but occasionally God would it just seems like people came into my life. I was up in um, northern Michigan working, and I met my friend Beth up there. And uh, we had met a couple different times, and then she uh, she had two teenage daughters. Um, and she invited me to her house one evening, and I went over there for dinner with her family and stuff. And uh, her daughters just seemed to really love me and got along with me really well. And then... Uh, she had me over again and then she's like, well, you know, we can treat you like a guest or we can treat you like family, but we'll probably have you over a lot more if we can just treat you like family. <laughs> and so, so that relationship developed and I lived with them. I rented a room from her for a long time and um, she helped me uh, find a doctor up there to get my hormones. She was very supportive of my transition. Um, and just occasionally different people came along, but a lot of it was I was alone. Um, and some of it being battered on by others and having to prove myself um, as a woman. Um, and I went to work for a tree company out of Grand Rapids and they did a lot of crane work, removing trees with cranes. And their crane operator was a cage fighter and burly man. And uh, he told the crew uh, that this bitch ain't going to make it. I'm going to run her out of here. And the first day on the job, uh, he was just digging into me. And then I had to go hook my body up to the crane and get ready to remove a tree. Uh, and as soon as I hooked into that crane, he hoisted me 120 feet in the air, like right now. And then he let me free fall down towards the tree on the headache ball of the crane. And then as soon as he got to the tree, he slowed everything down and was real professional. And I had to set up a huge limb to take out. And I was thinking to myself then, I go, if this man wants to kill me, he could, right now, he could do it and call it an accident. 
Um, and, uh, and I remember I just looked at him and he gave me the thumbs up to cut it and I cut it and he, he moved that limb right away from me and he kept me safe. He didn't never try to hurt me, but uh, for four days, that man rode my butt hard. And finally on the fourth day, he's like, Renee, she goes, you know what? You're all right. He goes, you got grit and you got guts and, uh, and you're a good person and I like you. And 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 we're still friends uh, on Facebook and stuff, and uh, we stay in touch with each other, kinda. And but I spent a lot of time alone, and I had to prove my own dirt. And um, and I think it was God that uh, helped me. And then my pastor that I had, I had a pastor um, a man tell me one time I met with him, and uh, he told me that. When I wrestle with being transgendered, he goes, you should give yourself an allotted amount of time. He goes, like three seconds. He goes, your decision's been made. He goes, you know, you're transitioning into a woman. And he goes, and I look at you and I see a woman. I don't see a man in there. You're a woman. And he goes, and not everybody's going to accept that, but you got to stay strong and just be who you are. He goes, because... He goes, my job isn't to tell you how to live for God. My job is to help you have a relationship with God so that you and God can figure out your path. And that gave me a lot of strength. I guess I hung on to little nuggets as I, as I, as I found them. And then when you were isolated and alone, um, you just hung on to that and believed that somehow it was going to work out and going to come together and, uh, and then trying to get my surgery has just been like a battle between insurance companies and um, finances and stuff like that. But now I'm kind of settled right into Ramona. I just live in a little travel trailer. I don't, I'm just still kind of getting on my feet. Um, but I don't know. I believe I, I, I traveled all over the country and I think I needed to. Um, and now I need to stay put. Now I need to dig in. And, um, and that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to dig in here where I'm at and, um, make my success. I want to be successful again, um, and have a life. And I, I want to be able to have a home, um, have a house. I'm about done living in a travel trailer. <laughs> um, and, um, but it's going to be a while longer than I'm going to live in it. So that's okay. You know, we're going to make do and i am got my surgery date scheduled. Again, this is the third time, and um, so uh, that's been really emotional on me when I've had it fall through. Um, so I don't know, but this time I got my church behind me. I got people praying for me. I got people that love me. Um, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have signed up again for their surgery. I was like, I mostly can't take it no more. Um, but they convinced me that I should. And so I am, and um, now I'm just believing in faith that I'm going to dig in here. And, and now my ex and I aren't able to work together. That's falling apart. I got to go have surgery on my knee. So I'm going to be down and not be able to work for a minute. And um, But I'm uh, pinching my pennies. I'm going to get my contractor's license turned back on. I'm going to get my liability insurance. And um, I'm going to go out and start trying to, I think, I, unless something tells me I shouldn't, but I, I think I'm going to start trying to peddle my own, some of my own jobs and um, 
and I'm developing relationships with other tree people um, in the area. So, um, so I just have to just see, but I'm, I guess I'm just moving inch by inch in faith that um, it's time to dig in, Renee. You're going to make it, and this is your final hump. And um, so and that's where we're at. Do you find that for the most part, people accept Renee, accept you as Renee, or are you coming across people who are still being ignorant assholes? Mm, once in a while, for the most part, across the country, for the most part, I have found that most people don't have time to really worry about you. Yeah. They're busy with their own lives. Um, you know, I, I worked with a power company up in northern Michigan cutting trees, and the uh, home office called me out in the field because I had worked for them before with my driver's license, said Roger, and then I came back out to California because Michigan wouldn't change my license over to female, so and they wouldn't change it to Renee, so I came out here and I got my license changed to Renee, female, and then I got my Social Security changed. And then I went back there and then I went back to work with them and they were worried. They said, you know, you're up here in these backwoods and some of these men up here have never been out of these woods. You know, this is where they've been born and raised and you left as Roger. Now you're back as Renee. And um, they said, you know, I get along with most of the crew pretty darn good. I said, you know, first I'm a professional and then Renee is just who I am, but I'm a professional tree worker and, uh, I had trouble with one guy on the, on the cruise up there. And then the rest of the crew came together and defended me. And then one time I had a flat tire uh, on my car and I had three tree men get out and change my tire on my car. Uh, that made me feel really good that they, uh, they just all dove in there and I was, we'll get it, Renee, we'll take care of you. And they did that. So I think you find some bigotry and some ignorance. Um, but I think for the most people part people don't have time to worry about you you know um, and the people that knew me before I mean some of them don't like me because they don't like the transition part but other people compliment me and tell me that you know you're you're way different you're a lot better to be around and um, so I and I think I'm I'm happier to be around me. When I'm around me, I'm happier. Um, I'm not as upset and angry and um, disconnected. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't feel like a dirtbag for feeling like a girl. Yeah, yeah. I can't I can't even imagine. But that's awesome that you've come across people. I think it's because they get they allow the chance they give themselves the chance to get to know you and see that you're just a person. You're, you're just a person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Renee, as we wrap up the podcast episode, what is something that you'd like to leave my audience with? Maybe there's somebody who's struggling with the same feelings that you struggled with, or maybe it's just people in general who are listening who are just like, wow, you've really opened my mind, Renee. What would you want them to know? I guess I would um, say one for people that might be struggling with the desire. Don't be too hard on yourself um, and seek out help. Um, don't, don't stand alone by yourself. You know, find help and come to terms with yourself. 
you know, and, and no matter what you are, whether you're gay or straight, I mean, because I talk to a lot of people that are straight and they, they, as they get older, they finally seem to be finding themselves, you know, so yeah, don't be too hard on yourself, find yourself and then other people that aren't that, that are dealing with people that may be, you know, um, give life a chance. Don't, don't, don't just hate. Um, give somebody a chance just because they might be a little different than you doesn't mean they're bad. Um, you know, but there's bad transgendered people. just like, there's bad straight people. You know, there's jerks in every, every facet of life. So, but give a person a chance and, um, let them prove themselves as a person. I love that. Renee, thank you so much for being willing to come on and share your story today. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Inspire Women podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, share this out with your friends and family, and join us in the Inspire Women community on Facebook. I'll catch you next week.